This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Lutz from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. It is that wonderful time once again for another ravishing episode of the realest bow hunting podcast ever to be recorded in Sherrard, Illinois. This is the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. We are right here at sixteen hundred Buckslayer Place, right in the Bucketorium. The voice you're hearing right now, I am Steve, and in the studio today is Kurt, as always, as always, and Eric, as sometimes. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, yeah, that, that's back. <laughs> Running a full crew. Uh, you love that, don't you? Yeah, it's okay. I actually kind of look forward to it. But we're running a full crew today. Going to have a great podcast for you. Things are uh, things are starting to heat up, man. Deer season is <sighs> right around the corner. Man, it's just it's on the cusp of or happening. In podcast land, whenever you listen to this, it could be hunting season already. So it could be. be. You can listen whenever you'd like. That's See, the beauty of a podcast. Do you, li- do you like how I kept it vague? Sometimes you got to do that with the podcast. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. It, things well, are heating up. Nobody knows. We want to thank everyone for supporting us. Uh, WorkingClassBowHunter.com. Uh, check out the the Camel Collar blog with Clint Casper. We're going to have more uh, cool blogs and different type of stuff coming for that. And uh, So check out the new Go Shoot Your Bow shirts and all that um, on WorkingClassBowHunter.com. Everyone who gave us 
uh, a rating or a review on iTunes. Thank you for that. If you go and do that and send us a screenshot of your rating, we'll send you out some of our hard hat stickers. The new ones. The new ones, the new die cut ones. They're super sweet. They are super sweet. Um, this podcast is brought to you by Scent Crusher. I have a, uh, a camo Scent Crusher gear bag, and I'm super excited about it. Yeah, cool. Hey, Eric, how's your uh, camo Scent Crusher bag? It's awesome. He oh, really? He hasn't yeah. opened awesome. it yet. I haven't even opened oh, it yet. Oh, ask yeah. me how mine is. How's your camo? Mm, yeah, uh, I don't have one. How's your roller bag? <laughs> Big. Big? <laughs> I think it's a monster. Can you fit inside of it? Uh, I haven't tried yet, but I think I probably could. Check out ScentCrusher.com. Uh, Ozone Go. Of course, always keep that locked and loaded in your truck because you never know when you get hungry, you got to get some fast food or something when you're moving. Right before um, the hunt. Yep, or yep. midday hunt, like you're dying, you got to get or midday food, get you're some, dying. Get some nourishment. Some nourishment. Some nourishment. Check that Try out, it. Scent Crusher. Uh, absolutely love that stuff. HHA Sports, uh, single pin sights. Um, I'm shooting the king pin with the dovetail. Um, absolutely loving that thing. Uh, so check out HHA Sports, lifetime warranty. Uh, support our veterans made in USA. Elite archery. Yep. Love elite. Uh, some of the most comfortable shooting bows ever. Um, I'd say if you've never shot one, get to your local dealer and take one for a run. Because take the shootability challenge. That's right. Really, it is, it's a big difference. I absolutely love the way my tempo handles. I had the Synergy before. Love that bow. Love my tempo just as much. Love the color even more. Um, I, I color my bronze beauty. It's, it's more of a brown, but it gives like a nice bronze color. Oh, yeah, she's a real beaut. Real beaut. So check out Elite Archery and, of course, Smith's, Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing. And beautiful. Oh, there you go. Valaya. Valaya. Viola, Illinois. Beautiful Venus Flytrap, Illinois. Wait, that's not a real place? <laughs> beautiful Viola, Illinois. Man, we, we cannot say enough about Smith's. I love Scott, Susan, a couple of the other kids. Family Sam. ran business. Definitely and great products too. He he does care about his food. He does. Yeah. I'm excited for deer season, man, be, because of taking stuff to Smiths. Like antlers are great, but I need to get out west too and kill an elk because you know I'm going to pack that thing all the way home just so Scott can process oh, all dude. the elk for me. <laughs> Imagine having like elk summer sausage. Oh, like steaks and dude. everything that Scott, Scott can work his magic on, make some awesome stuff. Elk backstraps. So thanks for all of our supporters of the show. Mm. Uh, we really appreciate that, and uh, it means a lot. This is kind of more of a serious advertisement. You looked in some of our <laughs> previous podcasts. I'm like, why does anyone support our show? So what you got, Steve? You got a veteran shout-out? I got a vet shout-out. The vet shout-out this week is our, our one of our favorite Prairie Storm uh, veterans, John Jacobson from Prairie, uh, blah, Prairie Storm Outfitters right there in Kansas. We did a podcast with those guys, and then we had a good time after the show. Those guys are an absolute riot. Um, they are a hoot. Yeah, John, thank you for your service. And, uh, man, we got to link back up with that guy because they've got, they've got a, quite a setup out, out in uh, Kansas there. And, dude, mm -hmm. they're just awesome people to be around. And, yeah, very, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, yep. it can get wild from time to time. But <laughs> if, you, if you haven't heard us talk about it or you didn't listen to the episode, the, the first show we did with them, and the only one as of now, um, Someone got tased on that podcast. Yeah, Merck got tased. Like, <laughs> full full blown. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a video insane. on YouTube, and uh, we, we did Facebook Live the whole the whole time. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you can hear it in the audio. You can hear that taser going full-blown, wide open. He oh, got yeah. tased a lot that weekend. 
Because yeah, that wasn't he, the first time he did it that weekend. He had burns all over his leg. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of fun. I felt like I was hosting some sort of crazy talk show. And I'm like, How's, I'm just here talking to a mic while this guy gets tased. Yeah. It, it was a good time. <laughs> well, and we're sitting because you know we're in there with Patrick, uh, yeah, Patrick Perkins from Heroes Hunting. So of course he's like, "Oh yeah, he'll get tased, no problem." <laughs> <laughs> he just adds to it though, just stirring the pot. It was, it was pretty funny. It was uh, funny. Um, so I guess that wraps up our intro. There's something I got to add in because we don't know when our we have a guest host that's going to be hosting the show with us. Um, he's not here yet, but he'll probably walk in as we're recording. So you will hear that our guest host. Is Here, it a surprise? Sure. It's a surprise. Oh, a yeah. surprise. Right yeah, on. we shouldn't even, we, we won't even bring him up. We'll just let him sit in, see if people can guess who it is. That'll <laughs> get brought up. But uh, on today's podcast, Daniel Lee Martin from Till Death Do Us Part on Carbon TV is on the podcast. Uh, never met Daniel in person, um, so I'm looking forward to chatting with him, and uh, we love Carbon TV. Uh, definitely, it's a platform that's free. If you have an email address, you can watch hunting shows, fishing shows. Anytime uh, you want. They're doing agricultural uh, shows, all sorts of stuff that you can watch for yep. free anytime you want. Um, it's pretty amazing. Definitely beats out paying for your sports package on TV when you're going to yeah. pay 85 bucks or right. whatever it yep. may be. And um, and the cool thing about it is you're not forced to watch just whatever's on. You can watch whatever you want whenever you want to watch. Oh, I don't have to get through this show to watch the, what's coming up next. No, yep. you can select whatever you want, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's pretty amazing. Or you can go back to season one of your favorite show and start all over again mm-hmm. you anytime can, you want. You can binge watch. It's incredible. The future is here, it's amazing. boys and girls. Amazing. So we'll get right into the show here. Looking forward to it, and we hope you guys enjoy. Thank you. All right, on the phone with us, we have the one and only Daniel Lee Martin. Daniel? Take me home, country roads. <laughs> Thank God there's only one and only. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm always scared to death that I'm going to find my doppelganger out there somewhere, and then it's just all heck's going to break loose. <laughs> if, if you're afraid of finding your doppelganger, you have not seen a picture of me yet. I would feel sorry for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so how's everybody doing, man? Good to, good to chat with you guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. We, we definitely appreciate it. Um, so I guess we're doing as good as we can as we can get right now in Illinois when it's not hunting season. So oh yeah, it's podcast no season. It's podcast season. Yeah, we're just watching corn and beans grow, man. There ain't nothing really much else to do. Occasionally a train will drive by, but you know. <laughs> well, at least we don't have much corn and beans down here in Tennessee. If, if we do, I'm in the wrong spot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, Daniel, tell us a little bit about you and and what you do. Oh wow. Uh, well, I'm an outdoor television, which means I work my tail off and I don't make any money. Um, <laughs> everybody out there that's listening to this podcast is going, ah, he's right. Cause I've been there. No, I'm a uh, man. I've, I've done a lot of stuff. Um, I moved to Nashville. I'll try to make all this quick, but I moved to Nashville in 97 to pursue a music career and in, in country music. And, um, in 2003, I signed my first record label deal with an indie label, um, and at that time, independent indie labels were the hot thing here in Nashville. So um, I signed in 2004. We came out with our very first album, uh, which was called All That I Am, and it had two uh, top ten singles. One one was a top five. Um, did great. We did a huge Walmart tour uh, to promote a big grassroots tour. 
And then uh, after that, we cut our second album in 2006, and we released it in 2007. And at the same exact time that we were releasing this album, I happened to uh, be playing golf with one of the original founders of uh, the Sportsman Channel. And uh, all this, these, these golf tournaments that I were doing were all kind of based around our record label. They were sending me out, and I was, you know, playing golf, and then I was entertaining at night and doing shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I met this guy, and all of a sudden, so I've got this brand new album out, and then um, with a pilot idea that I pitched to him in like three weeks, um, I had a television show offer, and so the, the, my my very first show was called Backstage and Back Road, you know. And for the last, you know, six seven years, I'd been putting my heart and soul in music, and all of a sudden, I had this whole this brand new, uh, you know, this this brand new concept, this brand new energy that was something totally different than music. And so we started this show, and uh, the Sportsman Channel had it for two years, and then. I actually ended up purchasing it from them, and so I, we we started a production company here in Nashville, and we uh, produced that for I think a total of nine seasons. Wow! And then back in 2012, we had an opportunity to take over a show called Brotherhood Outdoors, which was on Sportsman Channel as well. And so we 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 put Backstage and Backroads to bed for a little while. Mm-hmm. Decided this was a great opportunity because we we got to take a a, a person. Uh, on a trip of a lifetime anywhere in North America that they wanted to go. And oh, it was awesome. like a review. Yeah, it was like an application process. So that was great. And then just last year, we left Brotherhood and started up a new series called Till Death Was Part. So, whew. That's busy. <laughs> Real busy. <laughs> Crazy busy. Yeah, a... And it just seems like yesterday, man, when this all started. So it's uh, it's been such a great journey. You know, and see, it started with a... With a round of golf. Now I've been uh, I've been hounding Kurt to let me get the company credit card because that new Cleveland uh, launcher driver is going to be coming out, and the irons too. And I've been telling Kurt, like, dude, come on, you got to let me write it off under a business Kurt, expense. Come on, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> man, you know, that's, I, I might as well help this brother works. out, and I might as well get a whole bag because if I if I do a driver and irons, I might as well get a new putter, a new bag. You, you want know, some just new, a whole new setup? Yeah. You want some new shoes? To yeah. Wear what's what's another thousand dollars? Hey, I just figured new microphones would do us a lot better than a golf club. But hey, it starts with a round of golf. You never know where it could go. I could talk. I could sweet talk somebody on the uh, golf course. You know, listen, I never thought for the life of me it was nothing but uh, uh, you know Hall of Fame baseball players and all these other people that were around this event. And and uh, actually, the, the the guy Todd Hanson was his name with the Sportsman Channel. I found out later on that he was so ticked off that he said he said, you know, I paid top dollar for me and my dad to play in a golf tournament with a bunch of Hall of Fame baseball players, and I get paired with the entertainment. He goes, I was so ticked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. So how did you first... Out. So after all the, like, you know, you talked about the hunting shows, the all the different things you've been involved with. How did you first get involved in hunting in the outdoors? I have... I was bit by the outdoor hunting fishing bug when i was born um i very rarely would stay inside i was a i played sports like crazy when i was a kid and when i was playing sports i was walking through the woods with a homemade bow and arrow shooting whatever that moved and and i was fishing every single day and i think it's just something that you're really born with man i just you know my dad was a hunter but he wasn't he was he was like that, not, not even a weekend warrior. He loved it, but he was a hardworking guy. He was, he didn't just, he didn't really have time to do it. And then mm-hmm. my brother and I kind of, 
you know, progressed into hunting every weekend. And, you know, my brother's six, seven years older than I am. And, you know, my brother, when he was in his late teens, would take his goofy little pimple-faced brother with him on the, all these hunts with he and his buddies. And I just always thought that that was wonderful of him to do that, you know, because I kept mm-hmm. going, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go hunting. So it's just something that I, it's just something that I was, uh, I was born to do, I think. You know, I just, right. I love everything about the outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how a lot of people kind of get involved that way with family. But it's always interesting to hear if someone when they're older, you know, and they're maybe their twenties or something gets involved. So it's kind of interesting, and always yeah. we always like to ask that question because everyone's got a different type of story for the most part, but uh, different background. Sure, kinda. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, my dad definitely introduced it to me. One of the funny stories that as I was growing up, and I couldn't, I couldn't stay out of the woods or the water. I remember one night at dinner, I was having this whole pity party on myself. And my mom asked me what was going on, and I'm going, I don't know, like in ninth grade, I guess. And I go, I go, I don't mean to make everybody feel sorry for me, but mom, I can't get a girlfriend. And she's like, <laughs> well, why? And I go, I don't know. I go, I'm, I don't know. I, you know, was this little redheaded, freckled, white-skinned kid, and I just <laughs> thought it was kind of weird. I go, you know, I, I can't get a date to the prom. I can't do this. I can't do that. And my brother goes, hey, can I tell you why you can't get a date? And I said, yeah, you know, my older brother, the old wiser brother, and I go, yeah, why? And he goes, Danny, you smell like fish all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. goes, he goes, what do you do in the morning before you go to school? And I go, I go down to the lake and fish. Exactly. And you don't wash your hands, and you got fish slime all over you. Dude, you smell like fish all the time. <laughs> You're just like the weird kid that smelled like an old fish market. <laughs> nah, yeah. that was me, dude. Yeah, everybody thought my dad owned the, you know, the Newport Richie seafood market down there, but no. <laughs> Well, I, I would so, say you made up for lost time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, I, uh, I, man, I don't think I had a girlfriend till I was eh, 20. So. Anyway, it wasn't because I smelled like fish. It was because I smelled like Axe body spray and depression. <laughs> that does not attract women. I just wanted to let you guys know out there in uh, podcast land. If, you, uh, if you're depressed and you try to cover that up with Axe body spray, eh, ain't going to happen. Oh. Nothing. Oh yeah, that is the truth. Wow, very <laughs> yeah. true. By the way, which is weird. Let's let's talk about Carbon TV a little bit, and uh, you guys' new yeah, season. Buddy. And uh, well, Carbon TV is a pretty incredible platform. Uh, we talked about in our intro because you can watch it anywhere for free. You just have to have an email address. It's free. Yep. Really? Yep. It's free. Yep. And you can't beat free. No it's, monthly. It's, no catch. No nothing. No catch. Mm-mm. You have to have an email address. You make an account, and you can watch. Whatever yeah. you want, whenever you want, for free. Shut up. Yep. It's, free, per- it, for- it's such a deal, man, and there's such great programming on there. I mean, man, the competition is so fierce. You know, the, they've got just great, well-produced, well-thought-out, um, you know, shows. And uh, it's great to be a part of that group. It really is. And, you know, the show's done great. We're just starting up season three in a couple days. And, um, uh I just think carbon is the wave of the future. I really do. I think it's the wave of the future. Um, there's a lot of other outdoor, you know, sites that some of them charge, some of them don't. And, um, um, I, I, I'm just, and so to, and it's so cool to be able to be driving or sitting in your tree stand or something and pull up, you know, carbon TV and watch it on your phone or, mm-hmm. you know, while you're, while you're on the treadmill, which I don't do very often, but when I do, you know, six times a year, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> So I, uh, I, you know, I pull up the iPad and I watch Carbon TV and I'll go through and look at some of the shows that I've never seen before. And then, you know, to be able to get it on your Samsung smart TV or your Roku or your Xbox soon to come 
Apple TV. You know, it's just yeah, it's just crazy. the wave of the future. And and uh, we we abandoned network not because we we have nothing against network. It's what launched us. But I just have a feeling that this is where everything is going to go. And I have a feeling that network, although it's going to be around for a long, long time, it's still going to follow suit. And they're still going to be doing the same thing. And the mm-hmm. you know some of them are charging right now to to be a part of you know their digital platform on your on you know online but i think they're going to have to drop that there's just no way that any i just don't see how anybody's going to be paying paying 10 bucks a month when when That's they can free. get it on yeah exactly i watch carbon tv on my lunch break at, at work when i'm sitting at my desk yeah. like i watch it today like i watch your guys' show on lunch break to get to get my mind right you know and uh yeah it, yeah it's awesome it's easy you just the apps on your phone and even if you go through like a link through your phone like on facebook It'll open the app mm-hmm. to whatever show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's fascinating, it's awesome. man. It's just fascinating. So the way that they can get you there, and and I do the same thing. I'll binge watch. You know, I'll watch a season of what Heartland Bowhunter, and I'll just keep watching episode after episode after episode. Oh, and wow. you can't do that with network, you know, unless you T-vote it. But who who does that anymore? Yeah, it's and the greatest thing is it it's on Xbox. So for me. Everything I need is on Xbox, Halo 5, New Japan Pro Wrestling, <laughs> and then Steve. Carbon TV. And, dude, it's all, it, like, it, it is a Steve can life. sit on his Xbox and play Call of Duty online and, and, and talk crap to a bunch of six-year-olds playing, and then he can get on and then watch your show on Carbon TV oh, right after. yeah. And they, I, I, it's I, on Roku, yeah, too. Say, how you old are you? Right? Yep. <laughs> it's 27. Yeah, I know. And you wonder why I didn't have a girlfriend. It is on Roku as well. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. Dana, I, I think. Well, I don't yeah, know. Don't, yeah, I've got a Roku. How do I even find that? Do you go to the Surge app or whatever? I don't know how Roku works if you can download apps, but... Yeah, you can. You can, then I'm yeah. sure, yeah, there's a... Because oh, yeah. it's on oh, Xbox sure. uh, Xbox One or 360 In, like, whatever. that marketplace, yeah. So if you get a, if you have an Xbox One, you know, go search in that uh, for apps, and it, it's in there. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's real easy to find. And you'll see tonight. the... Yeah, you'll see the Carbon TV logo on the Xbox, and it's just... It's, it's so awesome, man. I... Carbon TV is doing the yeah. right thing. Obviously, like you said, you know, the accessibility, the quality of programming that you get to see. I mean, we're good buddies with uh, with all the guys from The Virtue, and the fact that you get mm-hmm. to watch that absolutely free, that's mind-boggling, you know? What, shows, what other shows is on there? Like, as Oh, there's, as, a, there's a million oh, shows. Oh, dude. Million Bone Collector. Bone Collector's on yeah, there? Yeah, Bone yeah. Collector's oh, yeah. on there. Um, what? Yeah. The boys from NODR are on there. <laughs> NODR. Yeah, NODR is on there. There's a lot on there. It's Carbon T offers a they lot. Got, it's pretty amazing. They got that Chuck, what's his name? The taxidermist. He's funny. Chuck uh, Tesla. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. It's a funny show, man. I met uh, I met those two out at the SHOT Show at the Carbon TV party this last year. Holy crap, those guys are a riot. I would like and, to meet uh, them. That's kind of fun. You know what other shows on there that From Death Do Us Part, uh, From Death, <laughs> Till Death Do Us Part shows oh, on there. Oh, yeah. I, man, that, that show's yeah, on there. I heard that, that show's killer. Really? Yeah, they doing... it's in the bottom of the barrel, though. It's like <laughs> way down there. You, Are they you doing have to watch like, like every other show content? to get to ours. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah. They do original content as well. Uh, Daniel, let's talk about you hunt with your old lady on your television show. What's that like? Your old lady. <laughs> well, old lady. I think it's great. I think it's great, but she's getting sick of me. So. <laughs> Is she? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, listen, it's every, I, well, I can't say it's every guy's dream, but it's, it's certainly one of mine. It's nice to be able to have a hunting partner that, you know, that is so much more than a hunting partner. Um, and we do everything together. We travel, we, uh, um, uh, you know, we work together. It's a, it's, it's a great, great relationship. And, uh, you know, with more and more women coming into the hunting industry and, and not just the hunting industry, just hunting 
you know, as all around, it's, uh, it's, it's becoming more and more common. The more people that you see, the more guys that you talk to are like, Oh yeah, man, my, my, my wife and my girlfriend's been wanting to go out and I'm starting to take her out and she's having a blast. And, you know, and you're shooting bows together and you're going to the gun range together and you're cleaning guns together and you're doing stuff like that. It's, it's, it's a wonderful life, man. I'm just very blessed to, very blessed to have that. Right, right. It is cool, man. I always wondered, like, my wife just uh, got a, she's had a bow for a while, but she just got a really nice bow this last year and she's been shooting. Mm-hmm. Actually, she shot better than me the other day, which is, I guess you're probably used to having to deal with that. Um, <laughs> it, it like just started happening where she was, you know, struggling to find her comfort zone. And all of a sudden, she's just putting clock hands on every dot she shoots, and I'm like, "Oh man, Good like for her, yeah." I'm like, "I'm really proud of you," but I feel really awful about myself. Like, not not, not to take anything away from her, but I'm like, "Man, I gotta." It's gonna get competitive, which, but it's all good fun. Um, you know that's that's the thing. We'll we'll go out. And we'll 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 get the targets and we'll, we'll start doing some little friendly competitions, you know, just to make it interesting. It's a fall season's coming up and, you know, Matthews is a a sponsor of ours. So uh, we've got the latest and greatest and we've got mine dialed in probably better than I've ever had a bow dialed in before. So I'm really looking forward to flinging some, some arrows and, uh, uh, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's fine. I've been, I've been shooting bows since, since I can remember, man, my first bow was a was a uh, um, a whitetail hunter, you know, by Bear really? Archery back in the day. Back in the day when Kmart sold it for seventy seven dollars and eighty nine cents. <laughs> that's what I paid for it. That's awesome. Ask me how I remember that yeah. when I can't remember, you know, things from three weeks ago. I guess that's what. I guess that's just part of getting old. But yeah, <laughs> I, I remember scraping change up, man, and 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 buying that bow, and I wore it out, and then uh, I moved on to other bows from there, and and. Uh, you know, the only time I kind of got away from hunting was when I first moved up here for singing, and I was writing every night, and I was performing. Mm-hmm. And I think for for a few years, it was about three or four years, I got away from not only that, but fishing as well. And I just was focusing on music, and I finally one day I was like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. I got to get back out there and get some fresh air. And so I kicked it back into high gear, and I made up for some lost time. That's good, but I can see why that could be distracting, but I can also see why you, you did it, because you're chasing dreams I mean, yeah. It seems yeah, like you've yeah. chased all dreams and uh, were have you been successful in all of them? That is from just talking to you, which is awesome. But well, yeah. and, and, no, uh, go ahead. Nope, nope. I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> so I'm like, come on. Sorry about that awkward. But, but my, the, my question is, um, you know, because uh, and I don't know how how familiar with the the country music game you are today, but. Um, I know a lot of a lot of people are based in Nashville, and a lot of country artists are, you know, are into hunting. I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, you'll see them wearing the camo or you know, in various hunting shows. What's it? You know, if you're in Nashville, how far do you have to really go to get out to some decent timber where there's some good deer? Because I, I I don't I'm not familiar with that area. Not far, I wouldn't think. Yeah, uh, not far. 20 really. Minutes. Yeah, yeah. There's a Cheatham County's got some public land up there, but there's you get out on uh, you either you can either go now if you're going 65 south, you got to go a little ways. Um, we live down close to Franklin, so that's where we are. But there's still some hunting land down here, and we're just literally 30 minutes. But if you go uh, if you go west on 40, heading out of Nashville, there's some unbelievable uh, hunting land as well as 24 going north uh, west out of Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then if you take 40 east, going towards 
you know, the east part of uh, Tennessee and, and uh, the Carolinas, oh, man, there's just awkward. there's so much, so much hunting opportunity. But I'm not lying. It's, it's 20 minutes outside of Nashville for some good hunting land. And then you've got Percy Priest Lake, uh, 10 minutes uh, east of Nashville, which is an unbelievable fishing hole out there. Mm-hmm. I say hole, it's huge. But it's, you know, <laughs> crappie and bass and just stripe, all kinds of great fishing opportunities. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Nashville isn't as big of a city as a lot of people think it is. When it's they not. drive and they see it, they go, wow, I thought it would be a lot bigger. It's not. I love Nashville. Oh, it's a riot. Oh, it's I always said if, if I didn't, if I ever moved out of Illinois, I'd either go to Tennessee, and I was just in Idaho for work for just a, about a month, and I want to move to Idaho so bad. It's yeah. There's just no jobs you in said, Idaho. <laughs> yeah. You, you said Idaho? Yeah, I was just in Idaho uh, between Boise and uh, Twin Falls. Dude, listen, last year was my first time ever hunting in Idaho, and I did an elk hunt over by uh, Alpine, Wyoming. It's right on the border, but it's Palisades, that area. Mm-hmm. It's, on the, it's on the east side. Yep. Oh, my gosh, I want to move there so bad, but it's there's no beautiful. way I can. Idaho has everything. <laughs> you can hunt. All big game is huntable in Idaho, which is awesome. Um, yeah. You know, elk, antelope. I mean, there's bears in Idaho. It's. I saw a moose when I was there. I couldn't. I didn't expect to see a moose in Idaho. I didn't. I had no idea. Um, oh yeah, we saw a bunch of them over there in uh, you know, Unit sixty six, sixty six A, where we hunted at the Tex Creek, I think is what they called it. But it's an over the counter tag. A lot of work, man. DIY hunt. It was the most grueling hunt I've ever done in my life. It was the most rewarding hunt I've ever done in my life, and I didn't get an elk. That should that says something. It was right. on one morning. One morning, walking up a trail to get to this four and a half miles in that's how far we had to walk we were walking into this trail and we got halfway up the trail going up the mountain and there was a fresh pile of wolf scat that the wolf literally dude i stuck my finger in it and i was like oh my god that thing just came out of that wolf's butt i mean it was that warm <laughs> and we never saw it but there was a big black wolf that's been running around that area and a lot of hunters have seen him and oh i mean that's and the cool thing about the elk tag is you can shoot an elk or a wolf or a lion, or a bear. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, my. Wait, with one tag you can? <laughs> I'm glad you picked that up. I, I, I got that in case. no. One <laughs> Typically, those just go everyone over everyone's head, and we just continue on with the show. <laughs> I didn't know that about no. that tag. I didn't, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, with that tag. So if that wolf would have popped up in front of me, and I was in bow range, I'd have probably flung an arrow at him, because I've never shot a wolf before, but... Um, they're, they're a little out of control out in that area like they are in a lot of areas and they're really wreaking havoc on a lot of the right a big game you know and making us hunters making our lives miserable trying to find an elk but uh well when i was out yeah, in idaho i uh i got to meet up with a mule deer hunting legend out there in the area um steve alderman big shout out to him mm-hmm. uh they call him mr mule deer but uh, anyway mm-hmm. i got the opportunity to go scouting with them and we saw that moose and I, he grew up in that area he knows the area well and i'm like Hey, just curious what, you know, it's a Shiras moose, but how, how big will that moose get? And he's like, well, some mm-hmm. bulls can get up to 50 inches here. He's like, if the wolves don't get them, he's like, for some reason, yeah. the wolves love to kill moose. Like moose is like their preferred, their preferred prey. And he said, I don't know why he's like, they just, that's weird. Cause that's like the bigger of the animal. I don't yeah, know they if they have poor Maybe they're easier. You know yeah. what I mean? Slower. They just don't move poor eyes. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Yeah. But he said they prefer them. Just, they prefer moose over every, everything else. He's like, you know, there'd be a lot more moose here if it wasn't for the wolves. So they just, well, that's interesting. Mow through I didn't them. know that. Yeah. Huh. So I, I didn't even expect to see one. I saw one jump right through the middle of a pond and I'm like, holy shit, this is incredible. I can, <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. So so we can say shit on this podcast? You can say whatever you want on this podcast. uh, Dude, you can start cutting a promo and throwing F-bombs or whatever. Dude, you say whatever you want. Shit, I didn't know we could, like, drop some bombs here, man. This shit's everything. Oh, yeah. Hey, let me ask you this. What's your favorite cuss word? (laughs) Oh... Well, I don't, I don't, it's not really a cuss word, but it, it's kind of right on the border. My favorite word right now is douche canoe. I love that. Douche oh, canoe. Awesome. You, you, Eric used yeah. a form of that the other day. That's funny. <laughs> I, <laughs> douche canoe. I love it, man. I guess I should go over like, the three, rules. I, I called three people douche canoes today, man. I just love that word. Now you you were driving, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, see, I was. See, we're on the same page. He picks up my humor, and he knows... If if you say douche canoe three times in today, yeah, you had a long haul. Well, Daniel, I'm sorry, uh, I should have covered the the ground rules. Um, yeah, the ground rules are there are no rules. There are no, yeah, it's free game, <laughs> oh, whatever you want. Man, well, I don't want to try to like make up for lost time because I'm just going to sound like George Carlin, you know, when he does the seven dirty <laughs> words you can't say on seven dirtiest words. Yep, but uh, I'd be entertained. Yeah, next time we did. do one, hopefully it'll be the next time we can do a podcast. I'll really, I'll sound like Andrew Dice Clay. I sound like Deadpool. <laughs> there you go. We'll do another. Maybe we, we hickory can actually do dickory one in doc. Yeah. <laughs> I love Dice Clay. <laughs> so let, let's move on to this. I want to talk about how you do your own editing for your show, and uh, just talk about how you do that. And uh, if you got to throw an f bomb, man, feel free. <laughs> that that in Final Cut Pro and crashed on me. No. Um, <laughs> No, uh, well, you know, it, over the years we've we've done all we've had editors and and I've edited and I've always assisted in the graphics side of it. You know, the 3D graphics that you see on the show, I do all of that stuff. But when we started till death was part, you know, I mean, listen, to, to have an edit done for a show, I mean, I'm sure you guys know what it is. I mean, a, an average edit cost is about three grand now. I mean, and a really good edit is five grand just to do one episode. So. It's crazy. I thought, hey, yeah, I thought, hey, you know what? I'm a creative to begin with. I went to school for art. I've always been a right brain guy. I love to draw. I love graphics. I love photography. I love shooting video. And I thought, and I've edited for a long time, so I'm really familiar with it. And I just thought, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take the bull by the horns and I'm gonna edit this thing. So mm-hmm. I do. Well, I edit every show. I mean, it it takes a long time to do it, and it takes a lot of time out of my life. But I love the creative process. And, uh, you know, nobody knows what happened at a certain lodge or a certain resort better than, than I do. Yeah, more do. than you so, do. You know everything. You know yeah. the story. Yeah, Chip yep. City's an editor. Yeah, so. sure. This is... And it, it, yeah. it gets to turn out the exact way you want it. You don't have to be on a phone call telling them, ah, I don't like this part. You should change this. You should change that. The show is how you want it when you're done with it. Well, you know, when we were doing Brotherhood Outdoors, we did that for five or six seasons. And I remember with our editors, you know, we had three or four at one time that were doing different parts of the shows. And, man, we'd be in some places where there was absolutely no cell service. And, and you know, you're on a time crunch. you got to get that thing into the channel. And, uh, man, I just remember the stress of trying to do that, you know, because, you know, when, I, when we leave town, basically our production studio closes. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of satellite guys all over the country to help us with filming or editing. But most of our editors are here in Nashville, and uh, yeah, it can get a little it can get a little hairy when when you know when you can't reach those guys and you're and then they're trying to upload stuff to Vimeo or Dropbox and you can't even get a you know a, what you can't even get one bar of one X, and you find yourself driving miles and miles trying to find a signal just so you can watch the show. So I love doing it myself. Um, probably won't stop our production 
outside of what we do, Backstage and Backroads Productions is the name of our production company. Mm-hmm. It has been, it has absolutely taken off, and I've been so busy since we've been home uh, from our fishing season to now. And but we, you know, we leave in a couple of weeks to head back, head back out on the road, and I'm just working nonstop trying to get as many shows as I can get done. But not only that, but we do production work for our partners too. So. I mean, we do stuff for Ford trucks. We do stuff for Field and Stream. We do stuff for Rambo Bikes, which is one of our new partners, K2 Coolers. I love Pitka. Rambo Bikes, Those man. Kurt, we talked ass. about Rambo Bikes after he saw them at ATA last year. I think oh, we rode them. We rode them. They're badass. I rode Rambo Bikes yeah. in a circle in that room for probably two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, do you have one? I don't. No, I want one no. bad. I don't have one. Oh, now. my God, guys. You all have got to get one. They are the Listen, they are the coolest thing that has come out in the hunting industry in such a long time. We, I've got the, uh, it's the R750 camo, and uh, we've got them all decked out with everything on them with the, the bow rack. But just, we film, we're filming promotional videos for them. We just got in the brand new R1000, which is the 1000 watt bike. Just- you talk <laughs> about an electric crotch rocket, man. This thing is, it'll go 30 mile an hour. And it gets about almost 27 miles on the single charge. And the whole wow. the frame is carbon fiber. It's hard to imagine the tires even being bigger than the Kendall, the, the, the Kenda tires that are on the, you know, the 750, but they are. They're huge. And not taking anything away from the 750 because that's actually what I'm taking hunting. I'm, I'm not going to take the 1000, but the 750, they're, they're just unbelievable, man. Right all day long, you can sneak up on turkeys and pigs and deer and, and, uh, it's just neat having a bike out there. That is, yeah. I mean, if you need to give one away to someone that's willing to jump it for a commercial, <laughs> uh, yeah, right send it our way. I got a BMX background. I'll launch that. That's baby. a new. That's a new sponsor. <laughs> it should be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, th- those are probably going to be a lot better than the motorized bikes that I see. You know, we work. We're, we're kind of near a city and. Yeah, you see a lot of guys with like a you know a Schwinn with that little motor mounted on there. It's like ah, come on, man! I'll jump the Snake River yeah. and make it in Idaho if, if, <laughs> for a commercial. Man, we were supposed to have them last year when we went out to Idaho, and uh, something happened on the back ordering of them, and they weren't able to ship them in time. And uh, it, we got them when we came back, but we used them like crazy for turkey season this year, and uh, um, just for. I'll actually get out during the day and take one of those things out for, you know, a nine or 10 mile ride around, you know, the subdivisions here in the area. And, uh, I'll, I'll pedal the thing. They're, they're fun to pedal and they're tough to pedal because the tires are so big, but it's a really good workout. But there's nothing like knowing that you're six miles from home and you're tired as anything and you just hit the throttle and you cruise back at 15 miles an hour. That's a really neat thing to have. That is awesome. I I think I would just try and ride it to work. <laughs> yeah, as long as you got like a twenty five mile ride. <laughs> I might have spaced out a little bit, but what's the battery life on that thing? Oh. He said it'll go twenty seven miles. Oh my god! On one charge. The new one, yeah, the new one, the one thousand will go twenty seven miles on a single charge. That's or like you another might just town. Make it. That's yeah. like it's a long way. Yeah. That's another town. You That's can go to the way, next man. town. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So anyways, yeah. So yeah, Rambo's part cool. of our part of our partner lineup no i i wanted to i wanted to bring it back a, a, a little bit when you were talking about uh production i mean you know i we were watching an episode here before we started and you know you guys were out elk hunting and you're like hey we had to take a day off we had to produce so you it seemed like you take on your fifth wheel like the production studio with you i mean is yeah. that uh, how, how does yeah. that work you know because you're trying to pack all your hunting gear for an elk hunt 
and then you got to pr- bring all this other stuff. I mean, what how, what does that dynamic look like? Well, you know, it's cr- it's really it's it's crazy with technology anymore because I mean, you can buy a maxed out MacBook Pro and Final Cut X, which is our editing software that we use and all of our stuff, and it doesn't take up hardly any room at all. I mean, you can hook it up to a bigger monitor if you want to. Um, I, I've actually got a little app where I can plug in the lightning cable to my iPad and it acts as a second monitor. So, I mean, I can sit there on our bar in the in the trailer and edit this stuff and it turns out, you know, phenomenal. It's really, technology is crazy, man, compared to what it used to be 10 years ago. Um, right. You know, at the studio here, we have a ton of, we have a bunch of the, the big Mac pros and all different kinds of monitors and stuff for proofing and what have you. And I'll, I'll bring the, I'll bring the big computer with me because there's stuff that we do that is, you know, 3d after effects, uh, a project that really require a ton of, a ton of uh, processing power. So I, I always bring my, my desktop with me. But once again, that thing will fit in a, in a, a small backpack mm-hmm. and, yeah, it's just, it's crazy the way technology is, and you can just run and gun with this stuff, you know? Like, our, a lot of our editors or our camera guys will actually bring their, their MacBooks out with us as we're filming, and then when we get it back into the truck, they'll pop the SD card, and they want to look at the footage and make sure everything's good. So it's, you just really, you're editing on the go. It's a pretty neat process. That is cool, and plus it makes it easier for you when you get back to where you're not, yes. so, you, you know, capturing everything off your yeah, cards yeah. and whatever, right when you get back yeah. to, to the studio to start cutting everything together. So it's it probably just, yeah. you can pre prep it. So you're not as stressed out when it actually comes to creating the show. Exactly. That's exactly what we do. We try to organize, we try to ingest and try to get the footage that we need in before we get back. And you know, cause there's a lot of downtime when you're driving and our camera guys will fly out for the most part on, on a lot of the trips that we take. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a really neat, it's a really neat work environment, man. I'm just blessed to be able to do it. Like I said at the beginning, work my tail off, but we don't make a ton of money. But it's listen, I'd rather have a job that I absolutely love and make a little bit of money than have a job I can't stand and make a lot of money. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of living that right now. <laughs> so I don't hate my job. I don't hate my job, but I, I'd rather be doing something my, in my passion. Yeah. Go ahead, Chip. As the editor, you're probably out in the field then kind of like field producing and telling these cameramen what to do because you are kind of piecing the story together in your head already as an editor, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it is. it is. You know, I mean, somebody's got to be the, the producer. You know, somebody's got to be the director and somebody's got to be the field producer and somebody's got to be this. So yeah, everybody understands that, you know, the, you know, that it's, you know, the last person well the person that basically makes the decisions is is us we, we're the ones that make final decisions but our camera guys are so good that we very rarely have to say hey do this but we, we will say hey just do real quick i want to do an interview right you know things like that mm-hmm. our guys are so creative when they get out there and their their attention to detail and making sure that you know little things man like white balance and focus and making sure that the audio is good and it's just it's such a a grueling process that you know, most people don't know what it really requires to go out there and to film a show, but, For sure. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nonstop. It's nonstop creative. It's one of the, the tough part. A lot of, you know, a lot of guys that are hunters and on a TV show, they just go out and hunt, they hire a camera crew and they really don't think twice about anything else. But exactly. with what we do, it's like nonstop. How am I going to get the next best shot? And how am I going to make that, you know, uh, 
you know, the grouse that I just shot with a bow, how am I really going to make that fascinating or how am I going to, it's, so there's a lot to it, but it is nice to, it's nice to be surrounded with not only like-minded people, but people that are even more creative than you. It's, it's like that old, I think it was Steve Jobs that says, I always hire people that are smarter than me. Right. Yeah. He also, he also kind of, said, you know, he hires, Steve Jobs always had the, you know, put the laziest person on the hardest job, they'll figure out the easiest way to do it. Right. <laughs> so again, that's, that's out, genius. Don't count out genius. lazy people, man. <laughs> How long are you, uh, you know, usually spending on an episode? Like when you sit down and you get ready to cut up a show, how long does that take you? Um, if I really put my mind to it, uh, I probably could do a full episode in three days. But if I got other things going on, which I usually do, it usually takes about a week, about five days to right. really get a, and, and I'm, I'm, um, and I know a lot of other editors are the same as I am, but the attention to detail and, and the, the soundtracks and the audio mixing and the color balance. And we use, we have so many plugins that we use on just one clip. It's scary. I mean, if you saw the layers of plugins that we use for one clip, cause we use a lot of LUTs, which are lookup tables, they're color lookup tables. Right. They're specifically designed for moods and stuff. So I'm, I'm doing a fishing show right now uh, down at the, from a place called Hawks Cay Resort, which we spend a lot of time at. It's like one of our favorite places in the world. And, you know, so the lookup table on this probably will have a really neat blue tint to it. And, you know, we filmed a lot of slow motion stuff, underwater stuff. And so we got to make sure color grading is right on there. So if, if I were just to say, Hey, I'm going to do a show, just put the clips in and, and make it look halfway decent. It would probably take me two days, but since we don't do that, it's uh, it's the, 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 that whole attention to detail is what really takes up most of right. the time. Yeah, it's like a week, yeah. week and a half. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, yeah. You know, our, our editors, when we were doing full-length, you know, like network shows, which are 30 minutes, that's a be- another beautiful thing about Carbon TV is that our, our show can be five minutes or 15 minutes or 40 minutes. It doesn't matter. They, they don't put a limit on that. It's whatever you want to do on your show and however long it is, that's what it's going to air. But when our editors were basically editing Brotherhood Outdoors back in the day, it would take a week and a half, two weeks for them to edit a show. It was that, it was, there was that much footage and that much B-roll. And then there was a, we had to do a backstory on each guest so that, you know, they, our camera guys and crew would have to fl- fly out and film interviews with these guys. And then at work showing what they did for a living and interview the wife and the kids and all that stuff. So, Two weeks usually for uh, for a full episode on on Brotherhood. Right, it's insane man. It is, but I yeah. guess to put out a quality show, that's the type of commitment and work it takes to. Keep now, are you filming your yeah. wife? Are you filming your wife, or do you have the camera guys guys film your wife? Or how you know, does that we, usually um, work? It's funny because we love our privacy. We we really do, and we have camera guys around us a lot. So whenever we get an opportunity to go to where we know that we don't have to have a camera person. We'll leave him at home. <laughs> that's right. understandable. That's yeah. A, that's understandable. I mean, you know, it's, a, and, you know, for everything that you guys do, the cool thing about your show, it's like, you know, yeah, there's the hunt too, but it's a little bit, you know, the backstory, what you guys do a little bit in your, your real life. And that's always um, really interesting. I think, so like, the kind the, of refreshing. Yeah. One of the yeah. first guys to do it, you know, film and hunt camp was like Bone Collector. And, you know, a lot of people real got to road trips. And real to road trips. Yeah. And they got hip to that idea. And that's so. You know, because hunting camp is just as important as the hunt, man. Because if you're around good people, it doesn't matter yep. if the hunt's good or bad. You know, and, and capturing right. that moment is is absolutely awesome. That's why we started this podcast, because 
we're you know we wanted to talk have a hunting camp feel and you know it's awesome all year year long right and even if the hunting camp's horrible you still capture that yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I, I, you go back and watch footage, like, yeah, dude, Jerry dumped all the nacho cheese out. Nah, we're just never having him back again. No running water. <laughs> when he when he asks us, everyone send him the gif of him pouring the cheese out of the crock pot. That's why he's never come back to hunt camp. I, you know, guys, you said something that's so true. I'd say that fifty percent of my hunt buddies, fifty percent of those guys, could care less really about the hunt. They just go to go to hunt camp and hang out, exactly. get in the outdoors, Absolutely. sit next to a campfire put some red man in and have a beer and that's Ugh. what they want to do right, right. Yep. that's what it's all about that's kind of what this red podcast man. is about right? that, that is this podcast and that's a bad thing daniel is uh we get together in our studio that i built here at my house and we get together and drink 20 to 30 beers once a week and my wife's like yo like you just killed like a 30 pack of bush light in an hour and a half right <laughs> i'm like you yeah. just I'm like, it's hunting camp, lady. See your way out of it. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And, you get and, to and you're like, you're here. like, and your point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, just... and we get to talk about hunting all the time. Oh yeah, there's that too. Yeah, so you guys that. get together once a week, all year round, drink beer and talk hunting. <laughs> and occasionally we get to talk to the guy who sang Moonshine Mama. That is, you awesome. guys have hunting camp year round. It's amazing. You guys know what you invented? I'm getting my own podcast now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a man. no-brainer. So is everyone else. Everyone moonshine, else. Moonshine Mama, that's hilarious. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I so, say, I always thought that, I really thought that somebody like Brad Paisley or somebody would pick that song up and really do it justice. I mean, it sounds great on the album, but I know I, I think it deserves, like, more. I was always hoping that somebody would pick it up and really add this, this neat I, little flair to it, but it hasn't happened yet. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I was like, I, I, I put that song on because I was like, I want to listen a little bit uh, at work while I'm driving around. I put that song mm-hmm. on, and you know, it was like the first time I got to really listen to it. And I get a phone call, so I'm like talking, and I'm like, okay, all right, I gotta go. And I like, I have my phone back on, and the song like kind of kicks back up because I turn the volume down. And the next thing I know, it's like she ain't have no front teeth, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those songs I went back and listened to it. I'm like, oh, this is a great song, man. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, never been to prison, and she's got all of her teeth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a. It's, it's a funny song, and, and I wrote that because I wanted to put a, a neat twist on Moonshine. Because all the songs, you know, like Steve Burrow, Copperhead Road, and all these other ones, they're all all these songs are so serious about Moonshine. You know, like wow, it's a, illegal. And I thought, man, let's put a neat twist on it, and not just have this old hairy guy you know, who who owns the still, but maybe have his daughter take the business over. So. <laughs> That's the family business. I love it. Redneck mafia, (laughs) right? Dude, it's like the Godfather. Except when you go in there, his he's in like a shack. And ah, never mind. If you guys haven't seen the Godfather, you're not gonna know where I'm going with that. I dig it though. I dig it. (laughs) Different, different, different country music writing. Seems like every country music song now is like the same song. Oh yeah, it is. At least the ones on the radio. The radio ones are for sure. Because I'm not like deep into country where I know like the good underground dudes and the guys that are like coming up that aren't like on the radio yet. But like every song on the radio, like because my girlfriend's a country, you know, she loves country music. She's not a country girl. She's just likes the music. She's kind of a poser, but (laughs) uh, she loves country music and. Every song is the same. It's the same beat. It's the same chord, and it's like it's like party. Dude, I'll, pop. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one. He mentioned uh, Steve Earle earlier. 
um, his son, Justin Towns Earl. Go check out uh, some of his earlier. I got to meet that dude. That dude's like six foot four in real life, but check him out. That's and he's all over country. the radio right nowadays. Now, he's not like over that? the radio. That's he had what a I was song talking on the radio. about. Oh like, yeah, obviously no. there's. But great... you want to know the, the good yeah yeah ones. yeah yeah. Well, it's just like any other music. Like I'm a big hip hop guy, and ninety nine percent of the hip hop on the radio is garbage. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So Justin Towns Earl. Looking at it, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, Justin. T- yep. Yeah, he's a Steve Earls kid. Yeah, he's on like uh, Bloodshot Records. Uh, is his he label? Looks like a, he, he looks like a troubled young man. <laughs> oh, he's, they dude, he's, do now. He's they tall, do. skinny. Come on, seriously, hey, seriously, Google his name and look at the pictures on there. Yeah, tall, I mean, skinny, he, and tatted. He, he, yeah, that's yeah, how all of the country like singers look. Awesome, but that's how yeah. they all look now. They're all like they don't even look country anymore. They're all you know. Yeah, I think yeah. like my my two favorite country artists right now is Cody Jinks and Sturgill Simpson are my two favorite. Yeah, Sturgill Simpson's pretty good. Who's Sturgill the second Simpson. one? Who's the second one? Cody Jinks and Sturgill Simpson. Sturgill, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, hey, when we're done, you guys got to look up one of my favorite uh, country uh, uh, country music singers. His name is Wheeler Walker Jr. I love <laughs> Wheeler, man. Yes. I love yeah, Wheeler. Mind. <laughs> who's the guy? Who's the guy that like doesn't look all pretty, and he's like pretty famous now? And he was like a country song writer. He like wrote all like the Chris Stapleton. Oh, Chris. Hits. and yeah, he came Chris out Stapleton. and he sings yeah. that like what is it? It's Chris what, Stapleton. Which yeah. which is the famous one? Like the number one. He, song well, he did a George Jones Tennessee cover. Whiskey. Uh, yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's yeah, a whiskey. George Jones song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Chris. Oh, it's a George yeah. Jones song. Uh-huh. But Wheeler well, Walker he, he Jr. <laughs> yeah, Wheeler. Oh my God, Wheeler Walker Jr. I was introduced to him during one of my uh, early outcomes last year in Utah, and I was like, "Holy moly, are you kidding me?" So, anyways, I've, I've got him playing all the time. On What's my, he uh, like in person? Oh, I don't. I don't. I've never met him before. Oh, I thought you I said you met him. him. No, 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 no. I just. I know. I learned about his music out there last year, and he's just one of my favorite country artists. Man, I just love his stuff. It's hilarious. For our I listeners, uh, the, yeah. the, uh, I'll name two two of his songs, and then uh, that's all I'm going to name. Uh, one little number is uh, "Fuck You, Bitch." That's a great song. And yeah, then, that that got hot. Oh, with, like, I know who you're talking and about. And then that, this, huh? that dude, yeah. So yep. listen to that one yep. on YouTube. That and then the second one is uh, was it eating pussy oh, God, and kicking no. ass. Oh my god! I can't believe you just said that. That's so awesome. It's the name of a song. That's so awesome. I know exactly I who know. you're talking about it's like, now. It's like, it's like my favorite song. I just coming going. There's no way he's gonna say it. Oh yeah, Dan is, is loving that, does this. Does that guy sing like uh, the song about like titties? Oh, like God. titties? He's like, come on, baby, show me them titties, itty bitty titties, or something no, like that. No, no, that's uh, who's that? Th- that's Ronnie Carrington. Yeah, Ronnie yeah, Carrington. he's a stand-up comic don't, too. Don't look now, but mama's got, mama oh, has her boobs out, showing yeah. everybody in town. Yeah, don't yeah, look now, mama's got her boobs out. He so he'll do like a stand-up set, and then like, uh, and then he'll do his country songs like the dude's an incredible worker right you know and everybody's like you know all, all stand-up comics you know all of mike dudes yeah. are always like ah oh, man this guy's no good but it's like you know he makes money doing what he loves and that's the really cool thing you know and that's why oh, i like oh, wheeler man. Ho- holy crap where have you guys been this is like the best interview ever i mean seriously i mean i've got a buddy of mine that like <laughs> well, uh snapchats me all the time in well man i'm gonna videos. get prepared for the next interview I yeah mean, daniel not, you know you're welcome back anytime, brother. Hopefully, the next one we do, we can do in person. Oh, God, that would be so much fun, man. I'll bring the blue shine. 
You better put your drinking liver on because <laughs> you're drinking liver. <laughs> no, we will. We, we definitely will. We didn't know. You know, sometimes we interview people. We don't know what to expect. And when you podcast with them, yeah. you just you hit it off and you're just like, okay, in-person interview immediately. Yeah. yeah. So, man, we, we really appreciate you coming on the show, man. It, it's 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 been a pleasure. And uh, you, you fit right in with us. Sometimes we're a little rowdy bunch, so we take a minute to taper into our warm-up. But... Uh, <laughs> No, we you're man, a good time. Man, I'll tell you what, I love Rowdy and I think it's the uh the only way to be. Life is too short to be serious and uh you know, you just gotta go out and live your dreams and and uh you, you know, just do what you wanna do. I, I was trying to think of the of the thing I saw yesterday. It was on one of the social platforms, but it was it said ordinary life does not interest me and it's so true. Ordinary life does not interest me. Mm-hmm. I've never had a day job. I've never worked for anybody in my life except for myself, and I've just always followed awesome. it. And I mean, I'm going to die a poor man. I know I will, but at least you know what is that old thing too? Like uh, you had I may blast. die poor, but I'm going to live my life like I was a millionaire. Oh, Absolutely, that is awesome. No, my my saying is drink on Sunday because you might die on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, where can people find you guys on social media or your website or? Oh wow! Well, I'll tell you. Our uh, if you if you look for "Till Death Do Us Part," um, you'll you'll find us. Obviously, just Google it, or if you just want to type "Till Death Do Us Part" dot TV, it'll actually take you right to the Carbon page of where our show is. Um, if you want to go on Carbon TV, obviously it's carbontv.com. So a lot of people do Carbon and then type dot TV, but carbontv.com. Um, our production company is called Backstage and Backroads. So backstageandbackroads.com. The really cool thing about our website is our social feeds, all of our social feeds uh, feed into the, the home page so you can catch all of our social feeds right on the website, which is cool. But if you do um, want to go and try to find us on social, um, you know, I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I don't do a lot. Um, I do enough to get by and to keep people happy, but uh, I think uh Instagram is Daniel underscore Lee underscore Martin. And then uh, Facebook is <laughs> Thumper. We'll talk about that the next, on the next interview. <laughs> and, and, and I think my, Insta, my, uh, not Instagram, but my Twitter is Thumper Lee. And, uh, all of Julie's are Jules McQueen. So if you go on there, hers are all Jules, J U L E S McQueen. And, uh, you'll find all her stuff. So awesome, man. Well, Absolutely. I'll link, I'll link as much as I, as I can in the description of the episode so people can just, if you listen on iTunes or wherever you listen, Facebook, you can just scroll down and all the links will be there. You can click through that and uh, get to carbon. I'll do direct carbon links. You can get it there and watch the show. Um, Thank you guys so much. Yeah, and hey, yeah. if you're ever coming up this area, I'll tempt you with an in-person podcast. If you make it to the Quad City area. In Illinois. In Illinois. I will pay for me and you to have a round of golf at TPC Deer Run where they hold the John Deere Classic at. Oh, stop. You're killing me, man. I'm telling you, dude. It, it'll happen. If you if, if I buy a round of golf, will you come do a podcast with us? We'll podcast with uh, the golf you have my You have my word. Count on it. Let's just figure out a date for me to squeeze up there. And listen, I would travel to Cal. I'd drive to California if it was a round of golf. I'm a, I'm a, right. I'm a lifetime golfer. I grew up in Florida. It's kind of a prerequisite that you play oh, golf yeah. down there. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, well, but, I think if we um, do an in-person I, podcast, man, it's going to be like a three and a half hour podcast, just like in a, studio, <laughs> in studio, in studio. 
It'll be well, I love that, and I also love the fact at the beginning of this whole thing, you said something about eight minutes, so good luck, Kurt, getting this thing into eight minutes. <laughs> eight minutes? I, I, you said 40, 40 minutes. minutes. Oh, you, 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, earlier, I thought I thought somebody said eight minutes, and I'm going, oh, wow, no. this will be quick. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, that's why... We can't do yeah, an episode in eight minutes. The version of my career. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You, you can't drink that many beers in eight minutes. No, we're in for the long haul. <laughs> awesome. Daniel, stick around on the awesome. phone real quick. Thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate you. Everyone go check them out on Carbon TV. Check the links in the description. We appreciate you listening. Workingclassbowhunter.com. Check us out on iTunes. Give us a rating. You guys want to add anything quick? Uh, there's nothing I could add. All nope. right. We oh. love you. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. Thanks. <laughs>